Welcome to Animates, a retro anime review comedy podcast. Join our resident animator Mackenzie and anime noob Lindsay as they delve into their VHS vault and review the best and worst of what the 80s and 90s had to offer. These episodes contain spoilers and adult language, so stick around if you're cool like that. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Animates, your weekly 80s and 90s anime rewind. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And I'm your other host, Lindsay. <laughs> All right, Lindsay. If there's one thing I know about you. Oh, no. What do you know about me? You know a lot about me. I do know a lot about you. But if there's one thing I know about you is that you love anime about junior high school girls that's filled <laughs> to the brim with fan service, creepy old men, and a touch of that classic 80s How misogyny. How dare you? No, we literally. Uh... <laughs> you look so unimpressed. Did I read the room wrong? Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I was like, I have a Pinterest board of things that I would like to watch. And yeah, none of them are anything like that. Well, thankfully, I had a backup series ready just in case. Oh my gosh. And in this series, you will find no fan service. Maybe like a single light on fabric, silky, flowy dress. um, Fine. Backed by some ambient holy light. But that just kind of comes deal. with the territory. <laughs> if you had to guess the genre of this week's series, what do you think it would be? Hentai. No. <laughs> uh, from you? Oh, gosh. I want to say some sort of, like, adventure kind of deal. Like, quests. I don't know. I feel like there might be quests or adventures or things like that. Okay. Am I close? I'll let you know, I'll let you know soon if you're close. <clears throat> now, okay. do you remember when we dated? And nerd shit wasn't really your thing. Yes. I remember a specific time you came over to my house after work and proceeded oh, no. to an assault an entire table of Magic the Gathering players. <laughs> and I remember I like was doing my chirping and normally just you responded, but it was like a whole table just being like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I do remember that. That was good times, but we're not going to be watching a, an anime about playing tabletop card games. Okay. Are we watching Yu-Gi-Oh? No, we are not watching Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> what we are watching... Actually, you know what? Hold on. Oh, no. I want to add a bit more context before I get into this. Okay. Do you remember how you used to say you'd never play Dungeons & Dragons and it was like a hard pass, fuck that nerd shit thing for you? Yeah. And now you love Critical Role and you play <laughs> in a Dungeons & Dragons game? I was going to say, I have my, my next uh, session on uh, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, look, that's what we call character development. Okay. Yeah. And it's something that I hope will allow you to enjoy this week's series. Oh, no. Record of Lodos War. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's historical? Not exactly. Is it futuristic? No, definitely not. Okay. This was created by Ryu Mizuno in 1986 as a replay series in a magazine called Comptique. Now, a replay series is essentially a transcript of a D&D game rewritten to be consumable by fans of fantasy novels. Kind of like reading a novel about critical role. I was to say, is it like Vox Machina? Kind of, yeah. In, in the sense okay. of like a written version of it. Okay. The Dungeon Master began to compile their light writings into a small novel, and it ended up becoming so popular that they actually had to drop the Dungeons & Dragons uh, rule set. Oh, because okay. the actual play series it was based on was based on a Dungeons and Dragons rule set set in the world that was created by the Dungeon Master. But when these light novels all of a sudden became a trilogy, copyright issues got in the way and they couldn't do that anymore. So they came mm-hmm. up with their own D&D rule style system called Record of Lodos War Companion, which released in 1988, just a couple years later. After that, the replay series was then published as a paperback and full trilogy form. Now, this, this series went on to spawn... Dozens of things, novels, manga, RPG rulebooks, soundtracks, and video games, uh, which includes my one of my favorite games from 2021, which was Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, which you obviously oh have never played. Not at all, but I love the name. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not here to talk about any of that part of the media franchise. We are here to talk about the anime, okay. which launched as a 13-episode OVA in 1990, produced by Madhouse Studios. Uh, which has produced a lot of stuff that I'm a big fan of, including uh, a recent series called Freerun, which is another fantasy-styled series. 
which I think everyone should absolutely check out. <laughs> Beloved by those who love Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and some call it a faithful retelling of their favorite Dungeons and Dragons home game, but without like the murder hobos and the <laughs> over the top, like, you know, dumb shit. It's like a calm down version of the Legend of Ox Machina cartoon. Okay. Wait, a little more classic hobos? fantasy. Where, you don't where, know that where? term? No. Oh, it's a D&D term where your party just ends up being the absolute fucking worst and just <laughs> go around murdering everybody. Oh, man. I Like yeah, how the game never... that I ran would cut the dicks off of everyone they met and kept them in a bag. Oh, my gosh. I clearly yeah. have not played enough Dungeons and Dragons. No. Murder Hobo games are fun if that's what you're looking for. Not my thing. So. All right, fine. I mean, my character now, ro- pickpocketed someone in a monastery, so I mean, we're getting there. <laughs> Knowing all of what I just told you, do you have any predictions f- about this series before I give you a plot breakdown? I'm going to predict that the women will wear less clothes than the men. Okay, what else? <laughs> okay, so you said, what was the year again? 87? Uh, technically originated from 86, but the anime came out, I believe, in um, like in 88, 89? Okay, so late eighties. Um, oh gosh, I want to say they are looking for some sort of magical artifact, maybe, or maybe like someone's looking for their dad, and maybe this is like a adventure to fi- reconnect family members. Or uh, you're not close. Damn um... it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a search to make the best pancake possible. It is trying to find a pogo stick that uh, moans when you jump on it. Um, Or it's to visit Santa Claus and deliver their letter. Am I close now? What's funny is that there's actually a series under Lodos War that is actually a parody of the show that (laughs) probably has stuff like that happen in it. But you are wrong. This is much darker. Oh, well, okay. This is much more serious fantasy. This is not a comedy. Oh, okay, cool. The series follows Parn, a young fighter in training, the son Sorry, of a... what is his what is his name? Parn. So like porn, but with an A. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, Parn. Yeah, he, he is the son of a disgraced and dead knight. Oh. We follow him and his best friend, Edo, a wizard named Slain, and his newfound member, Gim. Slain is a pretty metal name. Slain. He is the least metal dude in the show. <laughs> No. <laughs> Why give him the name Slain then? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Slain would be better for Gim. Yeah, Gim. I it's thought okay. you were going to say Gimp. And I was like, this is an interesting band of characters. <laughs> no, it is, that is not it. But yeah, they're also joined by the the High Elf Deedlet, which was my one of my big elf crush girls. Ooh, do you have a thing for elves? I mean, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, Legolas. Not what I meant at all. <laughs> But <laughs> not a, not a, I'm looking for more of a Lego lass. Oh man. I love that. It was like elves. I was like, yeah, Legolas. He's an elf. Yeah. No, you'll find out what kind of elves these are. We follow them as they travel the cursed island continent of Lodos, caught in the middle of a war where they must fight dragons, dark elves, black knights, and other creatures of the realm to stop the destruction of Lodos and stop the big bad from reviving a long, dormant, ancient evil deity. Ooh, that sounds fun. It is one of my favorite series because it feels like a classic D&D campaign. The animation okay. is the type of animation I love in my anime. It's rough. It's, it's not perfect, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is that classic style. However, we're not going to be watching it normal you will be skipping episode one oh okay who needs who needs exposition and character introduction (laughs) there's a reason for this though okay episode one is timed to actually be around episode seven oh Uh, okay this was used to lure people into the series because it's kind of hard to get people into an anime that has a slow burn like a lot of D &D campaigns (laughs) tend to have at the start okay meeting the party blah 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 so they kind of kicked it off with like this like random episode of middle of the series um, (laughs) to get people interested. And then they jump back to episode one being episode two. Now, if you want to watch episode one as well, be my guest. Okay. It's a good episode. It's a lot of good deed lit action in that one. You'll be watching episodes two, three, and four. Okay. Copy. 
perfect. Now, I'm, I'm excited to get your opinion on a couple things. Uh, specifically, obviously, my number one elf crush, Deedlet. Uh, <laughs> also, the super hot dark elf, Pyrotess. Ooh, that's a that's a great name, Pyrotess. Pyrotess is a babe. Okay. Like in in the ultimate sense of babes, Pyrotess is a babe, and I think you'll agree. What would you say is the TV rating of this show? Uh, the TV rating of this show is 17 plus violence and profanity. Oh, oh okay. But not nudity. Interesting. There's not, okay. it's not a fan service show. It is classic fantasy Dungeons and Dragons brought to the screen. There's probably a couple hot boys here for you I like, too that I think you'll like. I like that like. you said no fan service, classical D&D, high fantasy. Like they're like, Percy doesn't have three penises in season two of Vox Machina. <laughs> I already made it clear it's more tame than Vox Machina. <laughs> now, there's a couple of voices that aren't so great in this one, but I'm sure you'll 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 figure oh, all of that so out. So ready. I love a terrible voice voiceover. There, there's probably gonna be some some hot boys that you'll like as well. Okay. I'm thinking one of the big bads you'll probably think is uh is I mean a you said big you said big bad, and I was like, I'll probably find him hot. He kind of gives off vampy vibes. Oh, yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> you are going to watch these episodes. You're going to give your review and we can talk a little bit more in detail about the series. So we will see y'all shortly. All right, we have returned from the island of Lodos, and Lindsay has watched three episodes of our series this week. Hit me with your first thoughts. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Like, I can definitely see the influence that this series had on things that I like these days, if that makes sense. Like, I can see the influences yes. that this had on this generation of, like, creators and, and storytellers and stuff like that. So I thought it was really interesting. And, like, the art's really beautiful. And I don't know if it's because we watched, like, a remastered version but it felt more colorful and like richer in tone i mean that's probably just a remastered thing but it was really cool i feel like if we were to watch more of it i could see the the, the adventure or whatever is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger i thought it was a good series i understand why you loved it it's very much up your alley <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you can really feel the the D D campaign aspects that are that are oh, yeah. in its writing and the way that things happen, it's clearly, oh, that was a bad role or, oh, this was a good role. It wasn't written yep. this way. It's just kind of what happened when people were playing this game. Yep. Someone someone and, failed their persuasion check or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And this this series was actually the inspiration for Dark Elves in Japan. Um, oh, cool. And were primarily one of like the moving forces for fantasy until Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings came out. Oh, wow. Uh, and, kind of and so that would have been like, the, like 15 years later. Something like that. Yeah. I'm glad that you have liked it. I was <laughs> I a little didn't nervous. I curse you while watching it. You didn't curse me. That's good. Yeah. Although I do have to apologize because I hyped up Pyrotess uh, and how much of a babe Pyrotess was. But then I, we don't, I forgot that we don't see Pyrotess in the episodes that you watched. <laughs> well, I was watching it and I was like, did I miss her? Like, do I have to go back? Where the hell is she? And I like looked up like character headshots. And I was like, I don't remember this hooker at all. Um, so I'm glad Did you that just call her a hooker. <laughs> I mean, look, you would have known if you had seen her because there was the one girl that I thought was her when I was first watching it. Carla. Carla. Yeah. The witch. Yeah. I thought that was Pyrotess when I first was watching it because I was like, oh, no, she's hot. Car Carla's hot, too. Carla is absolutely hot. But Pyrotess is a babe whoa look at that side <laughs> boob that is impressive I, i'm currently showing showing Lindsay some photos of pyrotess here she is i love a neckline like, that goes down to your belly button this is a power right? outfit this i mean i'm not i'm not outfit. i'm not saying that to be powerful you have to show your boobs but it's a dramatic look it's it's that not everybody she's can like, pull she's up. It's like a mocha colored skin she looks like the color of like actual clay she wears this stunning white outfit that really contrasts with the color of her skin and the bright white of her hair pairs with it nicely mm -hmm. she's just a total fucking babe who will kill you I, if you look at her the wrong way <laughs> i also like that it's still all like it's it's a dramatic color palette but it's still all these like earthy natural tones i think that's really cool doesn't she doesn't rely on bright coloring the only coloring she has is like one jewel around her neck and the rest is just 
gold white and her like dark clayish skin tone mm-hmm. and yeah so i'm sorry you didn't get to see her in action in the series if you ever watch more of it um you will yeah i was like i guess i guess i will <laughs> yeah you touched on the the animation quality and i had mentioned this previously how it's a type that i really love it's that more rough rustic animation um like the line thickness varies the Sometimes the quality varies, but that's kind of a, a case of the, the 80s, though Madhouse Studios has produced a lot higher overall quality and during the time. But I still think this is a, a stunning piece of animation. Oh, absolutely. There are a few moments where, like, instead of animating something, they just kind of, like, fade things along for motion. <laughs> yeah. Specifically yeah, the goblins that. when they're marching. Yeah. But you'll notice that any character that is attractive is way better animated than most like deedlet she is always <laughs> better animated than all the other characters uh including Carla, elves including like that's not just some like a race elves, thing? yeah wow no because like the first dark elf we see is like he's fine animated but she's always extra yeah. detailed they were like uh, we want to just Carla always draw deedlet well there's there's this moment where in the last episode you had watched where or carla not sorry the last of the second episode where she like is introduced and she's standing in the darkness and she kind of like lowers her head or raises her head a little bit and this like shine moves up her earring and kind of like gleams really quickly mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of that details put out there but when it comes to the attractive people in the show they get these extra little details which is very funny to me because there's like a couple screenshots of like parn and he looks like a just like a low poly character every now and again <laughs> they use um, their left hand to draw him yeah but overall the art's amazing like you said the backgrounds oh yeah are stunning the Holy painting moly, is amazing gorgeous big fan I want to know what you think of the intro. I watched it once and then skipped it the rest of the times. Um, I thought it would be your thing. No, it's very beautiful. It's like a Phantom of the Opera style song. I know, but I'm not a musical kid. No, I appreciate it in terms of like setting up backstory and lore. Um, And I thought it was it was very like 80s Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah, I was like, okay, enough. I I don't need to listen to a minute and a half of this. I want to just like you don't want get that to lady singing like she's on stage. Oh, no. do, do, do. it's not uh, Ranma one half. The prologue music is good though. There's no audio in that. It's like very battle epic friendly. Because it's just, just cool. them being like, in the beginning there was the yeah. creation and blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. Now overall though, the music in the episodes is great. Oh yeah. I don't know how yeah, much attention you well paid. Done. Not um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sound Fine. kid. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, then I'll, for the for the viewer's point of view, then I will give my own review of this, where the battle theme in the OST is the perfect intense battle music. Deedlet's theme is this perfect, hauntingly beautiful, just ambient track. Parn's theme is exactly what you think it was. Like, the adventure begins kind of derpy, kind of happy. Because he's yep. kind of derpy and kind of happy. If you have a chance... Go onto YouTube and search the Record of Lodos War OST, especially if you're okay. a dungeon master, because there's some good shit in there. I was going to say, is this something, is this a regular that you play when you're playing D&D? There's a couple songs from it I do use, uh, specifically okay. the battle theme, because it's so fucking perfect. Uh, if you, <laughs> You're like, it just gets you ready to fight, an imaginary is, fight. Yes, exactly. And if you're not hyped up for your imaginary fights, you're going to lose your imaginary fights. Yeah, that is that is 100% fair. Now, before we get into the episodes here, well, you watched episodes two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. We skipped the first because it's technically like episode seven. So anyone watching the series watching along, start at episode two. <laughs> yeah, episode two is where you're going to get like exposition in the party meeting. So yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. And it's it's funny because I'm glad you said that we were starting with episode two, because I would have started with episode one and just been like, huh, what is going on? Who are these people? Why do I care about them? And then if I was to go to a second episode, I would be like, why? Why are we doing this now? Shouldn't we have done this last episode? Well, the fucking the first time that I watched Record of Lodos War, I watched episode one and then all of a sudden episode two was in the past. And I was like, I've lost interest. And it took like six more months before someone I knew was like, have you watched Record of Lodos War? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but the timelines are super are super messed up. And they were like, yeah, it's oh, confusing. Don't don't start on episode one. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> where else am I okay. supposed to start, though? Yeah, like, OK, sure. And so, yeah, you start on episode two and then it makes a lot more sense because it actually follows a timeline. 
So do you watch it like two, three, four, five, six, and then one? No, because it just continues as if that episode hadn't happened, but it's part of the canon. I don't know. Weird. I, don't, I didn't write this show. Okay. Someone made a poor choice. Well, no, it's a smart choice for Japan because it gets people excited about fantasy by throwing them into the action right away. Okay. Poor choice for American audiences who are picky little shits. Not to say Japan isn't picky about their media, but you know what I mean when it comes to fantasy. Fantasy was fairly new there for high fantasy, while here it was a bit more of a thing. It was established. Yeah, but let's uh, let's have you take us into episode one. Oh my gosh, you mean episode two? Okay, which sorry. is called the first episode you departure. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna get confused with that. Uh, yeah, no, it was super okay. cool. Like I said, it's when we it's like the like beat the party episode. So we start out meeting an old dwarf dwarf is that what he is i okay we're gonna before i even get started i'm gonna caveat i'm not a fantasy person so i'm gonna call things weird things and everyone we're just gonna roll with it we'll get through it i promise i'm not a fantasy person so i in my notes called the kobolds werewolves so (laughs) i promise we'll get through this that makes sense because i literally have a note that says why are these kobolds furry because kobolds in D are like scaly yeah so. i looked up a picture of kobolds because i was like oh is this how you, how do you spell this and then i saw a picture and i was like that's not the same thing no um, they did a yes. weird thing for this yeah so i'm just gonna caveat it i'm not a fantasy person i've played maybe 10 sessions of D. i'm sorry everyone don't at me don't get in the comments <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we start off with Meeting an old dwarf. Um, going on a quest. Quest? Oh, jeez. Going on a quest? He's going on a quest in Wisconsin. Don't you know. <laughs> okay. That's where his... That's where his... <laughs> where his lost daughter's being held. <laughs> <laughs> we open on some old dwarf who's starting his quest to find some elf lady's daughter named Lelia. But we learn that she's missing. Oh, no. So Gim has to go on this really epic quest to go find her, which I mean, fair. She has a cool dragon, too. Just randomly in the church, she has that giant dragon. Yeah, um, just because why not? Bramped. Fuck it. Sure. I don't know if we ever see him again, but he's there. That's like an average dragon name. I wouldn't say it's like an epic one, but it's it's a name (laughs) for a dragon. Sure. It's not the big bad dragon. It's like the big bad's like weird cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then we move on into this like delightful little forest th- um, scene where there's like just a woman bathing in a spring. So you think everything's going to be fine. But oh, no, everything's shot from a monster POV and everything's red. So clearly something bad's going to happen. Um, and this is where she gets attacked by a goblin, which, you know, is it a goblin? It's a goblin, right? They're goblins. Yeah, it's a yes. goblin. Yeah, yeah. OK, now I'm just so self-conscious. That I'm going to call you out if you're wrong. Out there. Okay. I'll call you Great. out if you're wrong. I appreciate it. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so she gets attacked and she's like, oh no, I'm going to run naked through the woods. Um, which is fair. If you're going to get attacked, you're not putting clothes on. She put on clothes. Did she? I thought she was just carrying her clothes. As no, she was. And then the next scene, she's fully dressed. Oh, continuity. I, I literally have a note being like, how did this girl get fully dressed while running away from goblins while her skin is wet, too? Have you ever tried putting clothes <laughs> on wet skin? It's not pleasant. Yeah. Have you ever tried to put leggings on after getting out of a shower? It ain't no. happening. You're you're <laughs> blowing the crotch out of it. <laughs> so technically, she does get dressed. So, you know, thank goodness. It's like it's like any sort of superhero thing where you're like, where did you how did you put on this costume? Anyways. We're going to get sidetracked if we start talking about Batman. Because <laughs> I will talk for hours. Push on um, through the forest. Yes. So the damsel in distress running through the forest. And uh, we meet our protagonist, uh, Parn. Some, a you know, porn I would with say, an A, he, as you said. Yeah. P- porn with an A. <laughs> I kept calling him Parm, like chicken Parmesan. And then, yeah, I read online that it's Parn. And I was like, oops. Uh, he shows up and is like, oh no, I must defend this lady from these goblins that are attacking. So he starts fighting them but with a really stick. But he's really shit at it. He's so shit at it. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, wow, my savior. Thank you. I could have done better on my own. 
Oh, I just yeah, like these goblins have weapons, and he's just like, I'll grab a stick. It's it's like that a uh, Monty Python where it's like, but what if they're coming after you with a pointed stick? Like that's what I thought of. Um, but apparently it's effective because he stabs a goblin and gets grape jelly just all over him. So Parn <laughs> saves the day with his pointed stick, and all the goblins are in a way. So you think, oh, he did a good thing. He's a good boy. Nope, wrong. Cut to the <laughs> cut to the town. <laughs> Bad boy. Bad boy. And a, just a bunch of old men are grumpy at him. And they're just like, why would you do that? Like, and they give him shit for saving this woman from a bunch of goblins. And they're like, you're just like your dad, which is, you know, sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> we get to meet one of the graduates of the Stuart Academy of voice acting. Edo. Edo? Edo. <gasps> I, this is the. Ed- Edo, technically. Edo, Edo. This is the one I mentioned in the first half of this episode that I knew you were going to hate. <laughs> oh my gosh, his voice is terrible. It's so, it's bad. so bad. Like, oh, I'm so happy that like voice acting has gotten better since this show has <laughs> aired. But uh, holy <laughs> crap, whoever did the casting for the English version, what were you? Give your head a shake. That was awful. Some of them are great. I love Deedlet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. And then they just were like, oh, we ran out of budget. Gary's cousin <laughs> is thinks he might want to get into voice acting. Does he want to do this part? He really loves Mad TV. Oh, I don't know. Jeez. And he's, yeah, the, so Edo's, he's Edo's the healing him up. Yeah. He's a cleric. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. OK, I was to say he's the cleric character. And yeah, they're like he pulls his like holy card to be like, guys, leave them alone. Like, Parm, you're fine. Parm. <laughs> See, I called him Parm. <laughs> it's fine. You've already made people aware. If you keep doing it, it's fine. Oh my gosh. Edo, Edo, Edo. Edo. His name, his name is now Edo, Edo, Edo. (laughs) Perfect. So Edo, Edo, Edo is introduced. We also get introduced to someone else too. Is it Slay or whatever his name is? Slain. Slain. Slain, bitch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Toot the house down boots, mama. And he's a sorcerer? Yeah. I think he's... Warlock? Sorcerer. He doesn't use a book, so I don't think he's a wizard. I think, yeah, he's either a sorcerer. He's not a warlock. I think he's a sorcerer. I think he's a sorcerer, too. Yeah, he's also there. I don't... What does he do? Does he do anything in that time? Because all I remember... Maybe I just because of Edo, I just, like, blacked out and just didn't pay attention to anyone else because I was just like, motherfucker's voice. But Slane doesn't do anything, really. He's just no, introduced he, in that he part, does. right? He, he... Parn goes to, like, attack the goblins again. Oh yeah, because the goblins stormed the city. Started, yeah, and then they storm the city while he's gone. But Slain uses his magic to call to his god, which is what makes me think he's a. Oh, he actually—that's more of a warlock thing, though. Calling to your patron, he might be a warlock. Um. Hmm. Anyways, and yeah, he calls to it and he gives Parn's sword a bunch of power. Oh, see, I don't remember that, (laughs) but I do remember all the goblins attacking the city, being like, "You killed one of ours. We're gonna kill your whole city," which makes sense because. Goblin Vengeance. dinner. So Parn Goblin gives himself dinner. up. <laughs> Parn playing the, you know, martyr. He's not really a martyr. He's like, take me instead. Which I was like, yeah, like your beef is with Parn, not these children. But I guess they are goblins. I don't know. But yeah, so they're like, okay, we'll take you instead. And then you start beating the ever loving shit out of him. Holy moly. Yes. And the animation yes. while they were doing that was like spectacular. It was so yeah, smooth. Yeah, he gets his fucking ass kicked. He gets his clock rocked like, holy moly, that was an ass kicking. I mean, he still comes out of it at least alive, but it's still really It'd be funny. Terrible if he died the first episode. Right. Be like, well, that was a short series. <laughs> Does that happen in Dragon Ball Z? When you were telling me like. Um, in the yeah, first couple episodes. Yeah. Goku dies, but they still focus on him because he's in the afterlife training. Uh, OK, we'll watch that one day. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and the elders of the city are like, well, we could banish you because you kind of fucking deserve it. Or you can go on a journey and figure out what sort of evil shit's going on. And Which is also goes, a way of just banishing his ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're like, you'll probably die trying to figure it out because you're an idiot. Um, so go find <laughs> out what's going on. And, uh, you know, then we won't banish you. Hopefully you'll just this scene bothered the shit out of me because he burns his house down and i get that's like a ceremonial thing but also that's a good fucking house someone could have moved into right you can tell that we're living in a housing crisis because we're like someone could have lived there 
come on guys you go to the the poorest person in town and say hey do you want this nice house that my father built Mm -hmm. i can't come to town anymore it's yours but no he burns the little fucker down what a piece of shit see i don't like porn (laughs) uh yeah so there's the first episode for you you miss you miss the part where he goes off on his own and this is where the party fully comes together because Edo's waiting for him in the forest to be like of course i'll join you <laughs> and as that's happening the other two slain and gim walk up who need to switch names they need to switch yeah. names. oh yeah uh they walk up and they're like i guess i guess we're joining on this too and honestly that's a perfect first session D campaign you got your character intros you got your backstory you got your quick little everyone gets a combat in and then the group comes together i fucking live for that shit do we meet deedlet at the end deedlet is in the trees looking down on them okay that's what i thought yeah we haven't officially met her yet yeah we meet her in the second episode or the third yeah the third yeah (laughs) yeah then we go because okay so then we go into the third episode which is called the black knight and do you want to know what my first two notes are for this episode Uh uh-huh so point one is ooh dragon yes second point holy muscle daddy oh you're talking about you're talking about um Beld, the ginger guy. Yeah, holy shit, he is jacked. <laughs> even his, even his armor, head muscles, like that guy snorts creatine. The manga images of him, he's rippling. He's a shit brick house. Yeah, but was he hot so, though? No. Okay, was the person that you thought that I was think is hot? Is it Ashram? Yes. <laughs> Called it because I was like, ooh, he's hot, and then I was like, damn it, I fucking knew it. He gives off vampy <laughs> vibes. He does give off happy vibes, and I was like, I knew I'm here you weren't going to think Geld. I knew you weren't going to think Geld was hot, but I absolutely knew that you were going to think that Ashram was hot. Oh, sorry. My third bullet point for this episode is so many hot baddies. Yeah, because we get introduced to Carla in the same fucking thing. Yeah, they're just like I was like, yeah, you can absolutely like I I would absolutely serve you. Like, what do you want? Like, you want my kingdom? Sure, come, it's yours. Like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> Yeah, Carla is uh, like this hot, badass witch. She's so hot. She's who I wish I was. <laughs> she's the opposite of Pyrotest, where she has this like milky skin, like her clothing, mm-hmm. but all of her armor is this deep purple mm-hmm. uh, paired it's with so also good. gold. It's yep. this stunning armor. Mm-hmm. And she's got these long, sharp nails. Oh, I love Carla so oh my much. Gosh. She could cut a bitch, and I would say thank you. <laughs> Those so are my we, we meet them. Carla, here's a, my note for Carla. Carla looks okay. like she'd be an awesome Sailor Moon villain. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that too. She thought it made me think of like, oh, gosh, the energy big baddie from Sailor Moon. That's yeah, yeah, who she yeah. made me think of. Yeah. The primary lady. Those, like, deep, yeah, that's. Yeah. The deep purples and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly who I thought of. And I was like, this is absolutely a Sailor Moon villain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're all they're all meeting in this. Yeah, what were, they, what were they filled. talking about? Because I did not pay attention. I was just like, heart eyes. Ba- <laughs> Basically, they're talking about, like, invading and taking over this, this, this city and this castle, essentially. Okay. Because they are going to steal the daughter of uh, the king there. Oh, yeah. And then we, we cut to Parn being trained by Gim. Yeah, and they're sword fighting. And Gim says, like, the most savage line of, the boy couldn't kill time if he wanted to. Which I was like, oh, that is perfection. That is amazing. I have a list yeah. of bard insults that I, I come up with every now and again. I absolutely threw that on the list. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. You got to add that to your Rolodex. Like, talk about being lazy. I know. <laughs> you can't even do lazy right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then after this, Pard pisses off Deedlet. We find out. Because he's like <laughs> smacking a tree with his sword. And she's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> And we get like a cute little moment. This is our first introduction to my my elf crush, Deedlet. Yep. She's, she's like, hey, bro, every yeah. single living thing has spirits inside of it. And she like floats <laughs> these little spirits out of this tree. And yep. Parn's like, oh shit, I didn't know. And to be honest with you, if you took me right now to a forest and was like, look at these literal living spirits in this tree, I would feel so bad for using anything ever again that was living. I know. Moving on yeah. through episode two. Yep, they get attacked. Three, slash four. By... <laughs> they get attacked by uh, furry werewolves, or furry, furry kobolds, that I thought were werewolves, which didn't make sense because it was during the day. Yeah, and like, Deedlet just cleans up 
She just kicks ass. Whereas Parn is there. Parn. <laughs> Parn Parns. Yep. And there's like a dark elf he's... that shows up. And he's like, I'll go attack this one. And Deedlet's like, um, yeah, I don't think you can handle that one. So I'm going to take this. Which was, yeah. like, and then she, yeah, she's like, go fight a kobold instead. Yeah, like, I didn't think you'd that's find That's more your hot. style. <laughs> a kobold? No, the, no or, not the <laughs> I wasn't sitting there like, I wonder if she's going to find these furry little beasts hot. No, the dark elf. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, he's there. Yeah, he's, he's badass, he's not, whatever. He's not hot. Yeah, he's not one of the hot baddies. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, so they're fighting. And then all of a sudden, who's that? It's a bunch of knights cavalry, and they just show up and they like don't ask questions they're just like you guys go to jail because the law yeah like <laughs> it, it i love that they're like hey <laughs> we just solved your kobold problem and we're not expecting payment and the guards are like payment is imprisonment <laughs> <laughs> exactly they're like oh thanks so much we're gonna put you in jail now it's like you're welcome what which oh my gosh I was I was annoyed by that because I was like, all right, I get it. They're the laws of the land. You can't be here. But they solved a problem. But yeah, anyways, that's, that's for another whole thing. Uh, yeah, they get thrown in jail, like you said, where we meet a new member of the party. Yeah, we're going to meet Woodchuck, who is <laughs> a fun little like sassy little scavenger, petty criminal kind of person. Would he would he's he be the like the rogue, rogue of the group? Yeah. Okay. Look at me knowing shit. He's he's the rogue. Except he did not now, fail his, or he failed his dexterity check because he couldn't get out of that cage. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good rogue, but no, he's a I rogue. Would, no. Yeah. No one's good at level one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. I almost I almost died in level one as a blood hunter because I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks when you're using your own blood for things. Yeah, it's not really fun. Um, now I'm gonna play. So, so obviously Parn is a fighter. Mm -hmm. He uses a sword. We already know that Edo is a cleric. We've decided that Slay. I guess a warlock for slain. Gim. Yeah. What would you call him? Would you call him a barbarian? I thought he would be a barbarian. What would you say? It he makes is? the most sense for a barbarian. I I wouldn't call him a mm -hmm. fighter. I'd call him a barbarian as well. Yeah. Um. Because he's got a big a ass axe. Yeah, multi-class yep. barbarian fighter. Uh, now we've learned that we've got our, our rogue, and Deedlit is obviously... Deedlit feels more like the sorcerer. I was going to say druid. No, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, druid would make sense. Druid's got a lot of good magic. Mm. So we've got a pretty big and balanced party, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so you've got your fighters, you've got your casters, you've got your... All that fun stuff. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. so we've, we've met Woodchuck, the cocky rogue. Yeah. Oh, man. He is something i mean i i i am interested to see how his character develops throughout this um show because they do make him like a little yeah a cocky little petty thief who like i don't know i'm just interested to see where he goes so while they're rotting away in jail guards come down to like check on them i guess and to be like what were you doing and then ado shows up with his priestliness and is like hey and they're like oh shit we imprisoned a priest we should uh, probably let them out. And so they let them out and invite them to dinner to be like, sorry, guys, no hard feelings. And then he's like, come have dinner with me as an apology. And so they do where they have a lovely time. Eat, I'm, I, I don't know, eat a good meal. And then, yeah, the, the captain has to go to inspection of his men where we learn that all of the fighters and his guard are the most violent men, which nothing bad can happen from that. I mean, just a bunch of like uncontrolled masculinity that's super violent. I see nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong will happen. No, no, no. So they're yeah. So they're doing these inspections, and <laughs> Captain Jepper goes to part and is like, "Hey, do you want to spar?" I just thought it was hilarious because I was like, "This little idiot just got his shit kicked," and was told that he couldn't even kill time, and you want him to fight one of the most violent men cool <laughs> he's like no 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 like you won't fight a soul you won't fight any of these people you'll fight me and i was like oh that's even better you won't fight the like footmen you'll fight the leader cool yeah parn's gonna be fine as he gets yeeted across the courtyard <sighs> <laughs> so yeah and then the captain's like oh well 
maybe you should stay and train with us. We can make you into a better fighter. <laughs> I don't know. It was it's just like, like okay. I know, right? Burn is just there. Yeah. And it's so funny because he it, he feels like the uh like the protagonist or like he'd be the number one on the call sheet and stuff like that. And I'm like, this guy's an idiot. Which I mean, like, he'll just have good I'm hoping he has good growth throughout the series. Cause right now I'm like, I <laughs> don't know how he's, he's gonna, gonna have to. He's supposed to be the hero. Yeah. And then yeah, later that night when they're sleeping, um, Slane's woken up when a guard is exploded by dark magic. Yeah, that was that was insane. Like, I I was watching it and I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Like, he just like bloats and then becomes these like weird orbs of like flesh and just explodes, <laughs> becoming a Jackson Pollock painting all over the tower. You know, so shit's about to go down. Everyone's got their own art style. Turns out Dark Elf Boy is leading the attack. So Deedla tells Parn to go fight where um at the gates where the monsters are. Oh no no no. First he goes down to talk to he's he's talking with Woodchuck or something. Yeah. And then and he's like, I'll get you out of then, here, don't worry. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, hang on, I'll be right back. And then yeah, and then that's when Deedlet's like, maybe you should go fight at the gates and help hold these things off. And he doesn't listen, and he goes back to Woodchuck. And we find out that the K or the prison has like collapsed pancaking normal people but we need woodchuck for the rest of the series so he's fine he's just like he's got plot gingerly. armor baby <laughs> i've never heard that term before plot armor you've never heard that's that term a, no that's amazing oh man. yeah it's like when like oh your 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 father gave you a necklace and you wear it because it's beautiful and then one day a, a power word kill spell is cast on you but because of your necklace, you're okay. Because we need you for the rest of the show. That's some plot armor. Or if you are, if you know that they are needed at some point in the future, or you know something cannot, you cannot have this person get killed. That's plot armor. It keeps wow. you alive no matter what happens. Oh, you were I stabbed, but you're the main that. character. So the plot armor is that the stab is a little bit to your side. So oh. yeah, it's it's a big term in in especially D and D settings. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah, so Woodchuck comes out and also starts fighting with them. We see Deedlet going towards the Dark Elf being a badass. There's some sort of like magic that's cast and it's like, oh no, Deedlet. We don't, poor Deedlet, she's going to die. Nope, Captain Jebra just dives right in, basically sacrifices himself to, hey, to save Deedlet. Know, a man with a mustache like that usually gives it his all. <laughs> By the power of the mustache, I must save this elf. Oh, man. Exactly, exactly. Good job. Good job, Captain Jebra. R.I.P. You were one of the good ones. Because, <laughs> yeah, Jebra gets killed by Ashram. Hottie McHot Hot. Yes. I know you're rooting for the villains here. I know. <laughs> they should not make the villains so hot. Because I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it's D&D. You always got to make your villains hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lord Briarwood. Hot damn. Yeah. I was like, I kind of want Briarwood? you to win. Yeah, oh, my exactly. gosh. Like, both of them. I'm like, I understand. I would absolutely be a third. <laughs> But yeah, so they they fight and they kind of win. Yeah, it's like one of those like, did you? It, it's it's I don't know. not everyone died kind of winning. Yeah. <laughs> Huzzah, there's still some of us alive. It's it's the dying captain tells you that you have to leave and continue your journey and not worry about his people anymore. Kind yep. of winning. Great. Love it. Love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Which oh, brings man. us to our episode four, but our third episode. Called The Grey Witch. Starts with our band of merry travelers trying to enter a lawn and then being like, no, there's like weird shit going on. <laughs> so no, they're like, but we're a lawnian. The king's daughter has been captured. No one's allowed in. Get transported to the inside of the castle with the king's like audience or whatever. I don't know. And he's sending his daughter to like neighboring kingdoms. Shit's going down. Can we like talk some shit over? Harley, have a chin wag, all that fun stuff to figure out what's going on. So she gets sent off, which is like, I, I, again, I'm like, why? But I guess in that day, like, no, would you have nobles traveling to like deliver messages and shit like that? Well, the whole point of her traveling was to establish an alliance with another kingdom mm -hmm. to oppose Beld. Yeah. The only problem is that she gets intercepted by Carla and stolen by Beld. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys have a plan B. It wasn't invented yet. 
So while this is all happening, our band of merry travelers has headed out and they come to the forest of no return, which sounds like a great place that they should definitely walk into and like no problems are going to ever happen to them. And yeah, Parn is like, no, we have to go through here. And everybody else is like, no, we should go around because it's dangerous. And he's like, no. So of course, Deedlet's like, fine, we'll go through. But, you know, you need to leave your strong emotions behind because the, the trees will use those against you. The Forest of No Return is actually like a huge area that's like inhabited by the high elves, such as Deedlet. So this is like her oh, okay. area. Okay. Um, only high elves and fairies can make their way through this forest. Oh, interesting. So if Deedlet wasn't with them, they would most certainly have died. <laughs> they would have been. Uh, it, there's, well, the funny thing about this is that it, there's nothing actually evil or dangerous in this forest. The forest mm -hmm. has... It's all like illusions. It is a haven of nature, elves, fairies, and spirits. The only hmm. problem is, like you said, the lack of angry emotions means that if you have angry emotions it will use those against you and fuck your shit up <laughs> <laughs> which we find out with woodchuck being the first one to just not listen and he's like sees gold dust he hallucinates like gold dust on the ground and picks it up and then the horse mm -hmm. is like now it's time to kill you which yep. sucks. you are a greedy little asshole <laughs> we don't want you in our forest get out yeah, he gets the gold. Parn gets his father. Uh, Gim gets his daughter. No, Gim gets the late girl he's looking for. And Slain gets his daughter. And Deedlet's sitting there like, what the fuck are you assholes doing? She's like, what did I, what did I say? What, what did I say? <laughs> this is the yeah. most D&D &D campaign encounter ever. It's like, roll constitution to see if you can withstand the, the effects of the forest. And everyone rolled shit. Yep. It's the, me and my boys, we're going to fuck you up. I rolled a what? I rolled a what? Fuck. Exactly. That's Thank you, Tom Carter. <laughs> and like, you'd mentioned colors previously. This whole forest has this beautiful ambient glow to it, which is really nice. But it's interrupted by people just continually getting the shit beat out of them. <laughs> So they finally make it through the forest. Deedlet saves their dumbasses. And they, like, coincidentally and serendipitously come upon Carla. And she's, like, attacking Princess Fania? Princess Fania's carriage? And they're like, oh, no! And then Gim looks at Carla and is like, oh, shit, that's Lelia. We're like, well, that's who he's looking for. And so they start to, like, have a conflict. And then it's resolved because carla respects their courage and is like you know what guys i respect that and gives the princess back yeah it's I it's a know, weird it felt thing very tame. we're gonna fight for five seconds and all of a sudden i think you're really cool and courageous so i'm gonna give you this lady you're looking for <laughs> this princess I know, I was like, back are you really to the you baddie? I was like, it's wow, confusing really just, like, right up i don't know it doesn't feel um earned i guess like they won, but it's just it just feels weird. Like it doesn't really feel like they earned that win. No, because they're they're giving the princess back. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And maybe it's like a weird hallucination thing, or like maybe she's like using it to like put them off. Um, oh, interesting. I'm not gonna spoil like, you anything it's... for you. Oh, I was gonna but, say, well, do you I think know. it's like but after effect? Oh, <laughs> well, never mind you then. Don't, I'm not gonna because you don't. I'm know. not gonna ask you. <laughs> it's just some weird like fairy magic that's still stuck on them from the forest. Maybe, oh, well, now or maybe it's actually Carla presenting as her as well to try and throw him off. Who knows? Interesting. You'll have, to, know. have to figure it out. Um, and that's kind of like, <laughs> that's basically where the, the fucking episode ends, other than yeah. that dragon calling out to the, that, <laughs> to, sorry, the dragon's name is Narse. Yep. Hello, Narse. <laughs> the dragon's name is Narse. The guy's name is Wagnard. The girl's name is Fiana. It's a bunch it of stupid Fania. fucking names. Fania, Fiana, whatever. Oda. Regardless, it's Adam, a dumb name. I don't know. <laughs> and he like gets called out to this dragon that's like yeah. giving him powers. I yeah, I was like, where where the where the fuck did this dragon come from? <laughs> it's chilling underground, bro. I mean, there has to be dragons. Yeah, and that's where we end for your journey. Now is this a series that you would continue the journey on the last 
seven more episodes or whatever eight more episodes there's only seven more episodes oh man total of 13 baby i mean i definitely would recommend this to people be like oh you like lord of the rings or oh you like D. here check this series out it's kind of cool i personally am not a fantasy person so i don't know if i will finish watching it but i definitely can i definitely think it's a good series if you had to rate it out of 10 what would you rate it good question i think maybe a seven just because it's not my personal kind of thing but i mean like if you look at all the technical parts of it it's you know it's very good you are pretty much on the money for most people's reviews this is sitting at a 7.35 out of 10 with most people commenting on the stunning animation and great music but lack of coherent and straightforward story it feels a little bland for them on that side okay but the animation everyone talks about being really really amazing Mm -hmm. so you didn't hate it though so our friendship can continue so this is good because i did pick a series i quite liked (laughs) be different if i picked some random shit that i've enjoyed but this is something i really really enjoy so i'm glad i'm glad the podcast will continue another week <laughs> oh thank goodness i was worried now that being said if you did hate it i would expect you to roast it i i, I, oh, yeah. I do expect you and to roast know. things if you hate them you'll know i'll know uh, much like how you'll know the same way for me but the end result is a seven out of ten that's not bad no. i will take a seven out of ten on i was expecting you to be like it's not that great maybe a five i'll take it (laughs) i can appreciate art that i don't like yeah and that 7.35 is out of twenty five thousand reviews so holy moly yeah so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty popular show with a lot of people having an average of it's above average rating yeah i'm glad that we were able to at least introduce you to some of the original japanese fantasy animation with record of lodos war do you have any closing notes you'd like to get off your chest about the series or anything that maybe annoyed you other than edo's voice oh my gosh edo's voice was so bad we should just have like an award for like the stewart acting academy award we'll we'll do that after like enough episodes where we can like have a have a, a vote yeah he wins it for this episode or for this series um yeah i think um more hot villains i just want more hot villains all the time more hot villains how much more hot villainy mm-hmm. can you get in this series there could always be more actually i mean as we mentioned with pyro test there is more coming yes so <laughs> well then good maybe i will keep watching it <laughs> <laughs> just to just to get the pyro test and hear her voice oh incredible i'm Ooh, not usually voice. um i'm not usually a, a wooer know. over anime but pyro test is a babe i want to know who voices her she doesn't have a lot of voice acting credits. She has Pyrotess and then two oh. random anime from 1999 and 2000. Cool. As previously mentioned, the voice actor of Deedlit has a shit ton of stuff on the resume. Parn has an okay amount, nothing too crazy. Plays that Lord Bakoman ghost in Digimon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lady who does Deedlit has a, a ton of my favorites from back in the day that she does voices on. But the rest of this cast, I didn't look too much into because I I didn't care (laughs) enough to. (laughs) You're like, whatever. If you would like to help further the quest of defeating the the evils in Lodos, you should head over to our social media accounts, which is pretty much at Animates everywhere. Make sure to follow us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Hit us with a review. Only if you liked the show. Turn on those notifications to get updated when the episodes launch. Episodes are going to be launching as usual every Tuesday with the YouTube version typically coming the following day, if that's more your thing. So yeah, check us out, hit us up, let us know what you think about the show, let us know what you don't like about the show, but do that on Twitter, don't do it on reviews. <laughs> we want to keep that five-star rating, baby. And uh, we'll, catch you, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.